When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. I'm so excited for you today to get to hear from my second daughter, Caroline Allen. You get to hear from my older daughter a lot, Kate, but today you're going to get to hear from her, and she's 14 years old, and specifically she's going to talk about what it looks like to trust God in the midst of a learning difference. And all of us face different difficulties, and we have to figure out how are we not going to let those things consume us. And she does this so well. In fact, I've learned so much from her in regards to this. So you're going to love it. It's a great way to close up this season. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And I also know all of us find ourselves in a very unique situation right now in that we are homeschool moms, many of us all of a sudden. And many of you kids out there that are going to listen to this because your mom told you, hey, you're going to love this because it is helpful. We're all kind of in this new boat together of learning at home. So I hope this really encourages all of you, gives you perspective into your kids' lives. And kids, I hope it gives you encouragement that you're doing a great job no matter what struggles you're facing. We sure love you guys. We're praying for you in the midst of this very unique season. And good luck with the homeschooling. We're cheering you on and praying for you here. You guys are in for an amazing treat today. Very rarely can I pull this girl into the public limelight. She is my private kid and her name is Caroline Allen and she is 14 years old, almost 15, about to have a permit, people. Whoop, whoop. But what I want to talk about this time is I want to talk about your mind and your resiliency specifically to do with dyslexia because that has been a big part of your story. And it is a lot of people's story that in some way they feel like their mind is working against them. They have to work harder to make it. And whether that's mental illness or whether that's a learning difference, even just negative toxic thoughts that have consumed you for too long, all of us have been talking about this season, what it feels like to push forward and to get into a different place where our minds are conformed to the image of Christ. And what I've seen you do, Caroline, is take what could be negative and what could be limiting, and God has used it to propel you forward. So why don't we start with your story and just how it was before you knew about your dyslexia and when you found out and what it feels like now. Okay, so I was diagnosed with dyslexia in fifth grade. I was at a private Christian school that was really hard and didn't really know how to handle learning difficulties because it was all new and they just didn't know how to handle it. That was really hard on me and knowing that we had to obviously make a change. But let's go back to what it felt like to be in those classes where you really were fighting every day and you didn't know what was wrong. Yeah, so it was also especially hard, for example, whenever a teacher calls on me to read, my heart just stops, and I'm just like, what do I 
do and I just freak out and get so much anxiety I have a panic attack and I just do horrible I just can't do it and in my head I just thought I was stupid I didn't think anything was wrong with me I just thought that my brain didn't take in information like other kids did and especially that all of these other kids didn't have any learning disabilities or any problems so I couldn't really get help on that and know that that was really a real thing. You felt completely alone. Yeah. Even though looking back, you probably weren't. No, yeah. With what you know now. But at the time, it definitely felt like you were alone. Mm -hmm. And so we were looking at a year that I guess the rubber hit the road because reading was entering every single subject. So you went from, and let me just describe my daughter for you. First of all, she's incredibly joyful and fun. She is very disciplined. I mean, you've never seen somebody work harder and be more disciplined with their school than Caroline. She's a perfectionist and wants everything to be as right as possible. I mean, this is my kid who at one and a half, she was cleaning off her high chair, like as a baby, like wiping off the crumbs. Like she just, she just wants everything to be right in the world, in her little world. And so I think it was especially anxiety producing because of how God's made you, which is to love and delight over excellence and everything being right in the world for you. And I think that that probably has been a really difficult, it made it extra hard for you. Yeah, it's just even harder since I am a perfectionist and want everything to be right. I couldn't have that, which made it really hard for me to accept it and accept that I I can't be perfect like everyone else. But that whole thing made me realize like how much I needed God in the time. And it was so hard and empty. And I just wasn't really realizing the whole picture. What he wanted me to realize was, hey, come back to me. It was just a wake up call and sort of a test. Like, hey, I made you differently. And this is part of your story. There's a big reason behind it. And this is what's going to shape you too. I mean, who I am today and who I will become in the future. So go back to that time and, and think about the person that's listening. And this could be any age person that's listening that feels like, why do I have this struggle? And that really did, I observed it, draw you to God. What did that feel like to you? Did you wrestle with him? Were you angry? Were you disappointed? Or did, did you feel like he just was helping you? What, what was it? Well, I have never been the person about facts to believe. I sort of just believe and that's what I stick with. And I knew he was always there because I grew up in obviously a Christian home and amazing parents that loved God and always wanted that for me. But I think it was hard because everyone around me was expected to be Christian at my school. And so I think it just made it hard for me to really connect with him because I feel like that never got brought up because we were expected to do that. So having something hard like that hit you in the face makes me totally see life in a different way and realize there's so much more that God wants to give me. We're just so blindsided of what society sort of wants us to think. So that was sort of hard for me to go through, but 
it was just a wake up call. Like, hey, Caroline, come, come back, come back. Like, like it made your faith your own at a really young yeah. age. And oh gosh, this is so helpful to parents, Caroline, you sharing this because what we want to do is protect you from all the hard. I will never forget when I found out that you had dyslexia, which didn't surprise me one bit, but we had tested you early on and they had said you didn't have it. So that was why it was so late before we got a diagnosis. And at that point, she was losing weight. She was so unhappy. You were having anxiety beyond anything I had known how to deal with as a parent. And I mean, all I wanted to do was rescue you. I just wanted to rescue you. I wanted you not to feel this way anymore. And yet, I can't rescue you. Like, unless I just break the law and don't have you do school. <laughs> yeah. we I couldn't completely rescue you. And I think what God's taught me in this is, trust me, like the difficulty that I bring into your kid's life is actually going to be the things that cause them to love me and mm-hmm. that cause them to need me. And that has been completely true of you from even a young age. Kate wrestled with her faith. Connor's wrestled with his faith. I'm sure Cooper will. I wrestle with mine. And I feel like when we talk to you about it, you have this steadfastness to you that's like, how could I ever doubt God when he has seen me through so much? You've said that exact thing. So do you think that your struggles have been part of what's given you such a strong faith? Yeah, definitely. I think it, again, it was just a wake-up call and what I really needed. When I was told I had dyslexia, I didn't believe it a bit. I was so sure I didn't have it. And when mom had the evidence to prove it, I just still didn't believe it. I didn't believe it for the longest time. Once I started actually accepting it's a thing and I'm different, which was very hard for me to understand, it made me really realize how amazing it is to be different and how much more I get from that because I could have been stuck and still been in that school where we just expect each other to be believers and not even talk about our faith and not really have a personal relationship with God. I could still be stuck there, but he chose me to say, hey, I'm gonna make you different and this is what you're gonna do with your life and this is how you're gonna help people with it. It was so hard, but I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud. You can come from the lowest of lows, but then where I am now, like helping my friends find God that don't believe in God and going to a public school that there's so many opportunities to share the gospel and just taking advantage of that has really, really changed my outlook on life and how I treat people and where I want to be in the future. Well, and that move to that public school was because of yours and Cooper's differences, right? Like that's even what brought you there. And you have been able to find so much help and accommodations, but it's still hard every day. Like it's a fight every day. Yeah. No matter what, it's still going to be hard. And I sort of accepted that, but you just have to push through. And I've learned that the hard way. And I study so much for this one test and I'm so beyond proud of myself and came home went straight into my room did my homework three hours great good for the next day I take the test I feel okay the next day I get my grade back and I failed and so that is a horrible feeling 
that makes me sort of disappointed in myself, but I know that there's a reason behind it. Every grade I get, I think, why does God have me go through this? But I realize my life without school has made such a difference. My social life is a totally different story than my school life. The coolest thing is that I have parents that are like, hey, you do your best and that's all we need. They don't push me about my grades. They know middle school doesn't really matter. (laughs) Just saying, parents, middle school doesn't really matter. (laughs) Give your kid grace, please. Just don't be hard on them for grades. In high school, I think you need to be because you are getting ready for college. But also, she just gives, literally, she's just like, stay home stay home don't don't go to school sometimes she's just like you need a you need a day off I don't care stay home so they know this if they follow me on Instagram yeah 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 (laughs) I preach this (laughs) but yeah I mean we've got an anxiety epidemic in our kids and I whatever it takes for us to relieve that to bring sanity and wellness to our kids minds we've got to fight for that and I've just seen that I mean Caroline would you remember i brought you home from fifth grade. I mean, eventually I just couldn't watch it anymore. I did. I just was like, I'm homeschooling you. But we she went to movies. Homes- she I did, did not homeschool, homeschool you. We- whatsoever. We- okay, I made you read some books. Read an audiobook for five minutes. No, I didn't have to I- do that. I'm going to get arrested. Listen, it was a few months, y'all. She needed a break. We had a ball those months. Yeah. And we knew we would get back to sixth grade eventually. But uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? I, I don't know. You were, you needed a break. And it was the, the anxiety got too much. And I mean, I just want to encourage all of you parents, like you do what you need to do for your kids. Like these schools do not own them. We are their parents. And I feel that way. We got to pass. We got to get through our grades and we've got to get to college. And if you want to, which I, I, I wouldn't even force that on you. I want you to love God, to love people, to love yourself, to love us. Like I, those are my priorities. And the other stuff, it's like, well, let's get through it and let's let's survive. <laughs> get through school. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing it, kid. I mean, I'm so proud of you. The grit and the perseverance that you have, I always tell you, is stronger than any of us because you have had to work harder every day of your life for something than any of us have ever ever had to work. And I just respect you so much. I think it is a testament to how God's made you that you have a work ethic that, yeah, it, it is unbelievable and nothing has come easy for you. And so I'm so, 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 so proud of you so proud of you and I love who you are I love who this has made you and I love the faith that it's brought in your life (laughs) thanks mom (laughs) so awkward (laughs) okay what would you say to those kids that are listening that are fighting all different kinds of things Let's think about your friends. I mean, you are a constant source of counseling and encouragement to your friends because of what you've been through. What do you say to them? The biggest thing is to be understanding because my friends can come to me with all this stuff that I don't agree with and I very much dislike and I don't like the actions they're making. But the fact that they still come to me and they feel like they should tell me means the world. For me to be understanding and saying, hey, we all make mistakes. We understand that you're not perfect and God has a plan for this, whatever it is. 
just being understanding is the biggest thing that I've learned from the past. And so now maybe talk to the parents. What would you say to the parents that they want to be a safe place for their kids, but they don't know how to be? Well, I already said this, but giving them grace is super big and just not being too hard on them. Like understand that they're going through something and try and see it from their perspective, even though that's probably hard. But there are so many stupid things in our world right now that we have to go through and social media is one of them comparison is one of them there's all kinds of things it has taken over our world and it's taken over our minds and that has to change somehow and it starts in your house having a family that you can go to and trust and understand that you're not perfect i can say i go to my parents and i tell them my problems and my struggles and I expect them to give me grace and for them to help me through it, even though it's hard to tell them. I don't know. You're not the most open of all my kids. Like, it's harder for you to open up than it is probably every other kid in this house. I think a lot of parents have a kid that they don't know how to open up. And I think you can help them. Why is it hard to open up? Because you're, yeah, you're my more guarded one. Usually, if it has to do with school, I sort of shut down and in my head, no one can help me. Even if I talk about it, no one can help me. So I might as well just deal with it alone. And I think that's a lot of kids' outlook on it is no one can help me. Why do I need to talk about it? Why do I need to share my problems and put it on someone else? Another thing I've learned, and especially with my friends, is you cannot carry that inside. And you have to fight for them to tell you what's going on. And don't give up on them because it's going to be hard to get it out of them. But talking is the best way to fix problems and for them to be understanding towards each other. What I always tell my friends and what I sort of my motto, I would like to call it, is you don't know how to help till you talk about it. With my friends with stupid middle school drama, I don't know what they're feeling inside and I don't know how to help them, so what can I do about it? If you talk about it and you let each other know how you feel about the situation, y'all can both do something about it and make an action towards fixing that problem and making it better. And whether that's with parents or friends, you just have to fight for them no matter what. I mean, this has been an entire season about our minds. And Caroline, even still, even though you understand dyslexia and you know it doesn't define you and you know you are not dumb, that you have real challenges that you're having to overcome every time you go to read anything, how have you fought for your mind to be healthy and to believe the best of, even about yourself? The best thing I can tell you that I've ever discovered I needed was having a personal relationship with God. You might think it's just a few words and you don't really need to do it. You just need to go to church and small group and you only have to do what people expect you to do. But I get the most out of just sitting in my room, listening to music and reading the Bible. I feel like you just connect with God better and treat him as your friend, not just someone you look to for rules or checking off the boxes because that's not how it should be. It's not a rules list. It's not something you have to do. 
It's something you want to do and you choose to do it because you want to learn more about him and you want to be with him. Caroline, will you pray for the people listening that are struggling right now? And it could be struggling with anxiety or fear or depression or learning differences, whatever it is, will you pray for them? Dear God, I pray for whoever is listening, that they would know that they're not alone and that there are struggles in this world that we can't really explain and understand, but they're real and all of us are so messed up because of it. And I just pray that they are comforted that you wrap them up in your arms and have them know that they are loved, they are understood by you, and they'll always have you. No matter what it is that they're going through, you just protect them through it, and you protect their minds, that they grow closer to you from this experience and from this thing that's happening in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you guys go today, I want to let you know about a summer camp I worked for back in college called Pine Cove Summer Camp. If you are from the Southeast or the South, you've probably heard of Pine Cove, but it is an amazing camp that is Christ-centered, others-focused, and seriously fun. I know that every single college summer staff that work there are positive role models. It's a safe place for your kids, and we are so excited to partner with them and get you guys a special code. So if you use the code Jenny250 at pinecove.com slash youth camp, you can get $250 off a first-time overnight youth camp registration. So go sign your kid or your family up. They have family camps. Go have fun. Let us know if you sign your kid up. Thank you.